Hello, you're listening to The Food Talk Show. My name is AJ Sharp and I am your host today. Uh, For the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking all things food and drink. And this week, I'm joined by a lovely guest presenter called Claire Pope. Claire is the editor of Taste Kent magazine. She's a member of the Guild of Beer Writers and came on the show sometime last year, I seem to remember, as a beer expert for our dark beer show. She's been a food judge for lots of different awards and works for Sharp Relations as their head of clients and content. Hello, Claire. Thanks for joining us. Hey, AJ. Thanks ever so much for inviting me on. Great to be back. Yeah, really fun. Now, this week's show is all about drinks with a bit of a difference. There's a few themes linked to wellness and gut health and things like that, which I know is something that really interests you, Claire. Do you think wellness is important for most people? I think it's definitely something that's on the rise. I think we're all much more concerned, particularly post-COVID, about health and and wellness and and functional foods and drinks are really on the up. Certainly from a personal point of view, I'm always interested in what I'm taking, what's it giving me? How's it nourishing my body? Yeah, I think we want to know a little bit more of the stats and the background, don't we, than we used to. I think, you know, with the sort of everyone learning so much about how negative sugar and things like that can be for your health, I think we're all starting to look at all the ingredients and thinking, okay, what's it giving? What's it taking away? I'm excited to see what the um, the drinks we've got today are, are bringing to the party. Yeah, so we've got some experts in the studio today. We have Zach Tozer from Zach's Kombucha and Owen Keenan from Good Rays. So welcome, guys. Hi. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. So, Owen, I want to start with you. Can you tell me a little bit about your business, please? What is Good Rays? Yeah, so Good Rays is um, natural CBD drinks. Um, our idea is obviously to redefine wellness, right, with food and drink. And I suppose our, our positioning is to try and bring a, you know, a premium nature to the CBD drinks market. I mean, you touched upon it earlier, but we see yeah, functional drinks market as the, you know, the largest growing and the fastest growing category within soda. And also, I think the way that consumers are you know, looking at food and drink is they're now looking for things with added benefits. I mean, you talked about your know, low sugar, low fat, but I think what they want now is they want something with yeah added benefits, you know, moving from things of, you know, what's the least worst thing I can get to the best thing I can get. And, mm. you know, from a consumer standpoint as well, I think people have always looked for you know, food and drink and nutrition as a way to make them feel better. And what they're really thinking about isn't just like, well, how does this make my, you know, tangibly, how does this make my gut feel or my heart rate feel or my pulse feel? But how does this make me feel as an overall wellness? And and how does that make me feel from a mental wellness point of view, which is where the CBD comes in because it's high efficacy rates in terms of, you know, reducing anxiety and stress. Yeah. So tell me about CBD. I hear about it all the time. It's kind of a buzzword. What does it stand for and what is it? So CBD stands for cannabidiol. It's um, one of about 120 known uh, cannabinoids within the, the hemp and so cannabis. it's from plant. cannabis? Yeah, it's from cannabis. I mean, the strain that we use is from hemp, but hemp and cannabis are essentially cousins. The only difference is that hemp has a lower level of the psychoactive compound called THC. But CBD sits adjacent to What's THC. What's psychoactive? Uh, getting like, high. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. that's not the one that's in your drink? That's not the one we have. So it's everything says 0% THC, obviously, on it. Okay. Um, but CBD is, is kind of the second 
most prevalent compound behind THC in, in all cannabis and hemp strains. And in hemp strains, they tend to be more prevalent. Uh, but, you know, all those compounds in themselves can have medicinal effects. And CBD in particular has been you know, shown to be really effective in reducing things like anxiety and stress and Im- improving with sleep. So, yeah, what does it, it to your body? It literally, does it affect the heart? It reduces your heart rate? So essentially, all human bodies have what's called an endocannabinoid system. So it's essentially a system which regulates the kind of vital functions of the body, whether that's digestive, whether that's nervous. Um, and what we want to do is obviously keep that system really healthy so that we can manage those vital functions. So a good example of like, you know, how the endocannabinoid system works in the body. If you go for a run, right, for 45, 50 minutes, you trigger the endocannabinoid system. Um, and it's why you, you get called like a runner's high, right? So it, it's the same way you can get from your the human endocannabinoid system. You can also supplement that with phytocannabinoids, phyto obviously coming from plants, which is where CBD comes in. And essentially what it does is a healthy cannabinoid system allows our, our nervous system to regulate external stressing, stressing factors. So we don't get so stressed to external things. We're you know, less anxious, we're less stressed, and it's easier to sleep at night. So when you say endo, that relates to endorphins. Because yeah. that's a runner's high, isn't it? It's the endorphins that get released in your body. Yeah, exactly. And this is the same thing. It's doing kind of the same thing, triggering the same area. In your yeah, brain. supporting it naturally. Okay, really interesting. Mm. Um, Zach, tell me a little bit about Zach's kombucha. Right. Uh, hi. So, uh, yeah, the kombucha that I brew, uh, obviously kombucha is a, I say obviously, I kind of expect a lot of people to know about kombucha these days because it is on the rise. But um, if you don't know, it's typically a fermented tea. Um, so that typically that is uh, yeah, just tea, sugar, some water, and then some time for the fermentation to take hold and turn it into a slightly and a special strain of kind of what is it that you put in it that gets it going i should know this we had a show about it not that long ago yeah the scoby is what (laughs) that's scoby that's it yeah which stands for symbiotic community of bacteria and yeast um so that is a living culture that is uh actually it, yeah, it contains many, many different strains of yeast and bacterias, which can actually vary from culture to culture, place to place, environment to environment, um, which is always quite interesting, how, which is why, you know, you could brew kombucha for, to the exact same recipe in two different places and end up with slightly different results, um, which is kind of one of the beauties for me, I think, in a product like this is it, it's really sort of changes throughout the seasons. And as much as you try to control it, there is still an element of it being wild and doing its own thing which I find rather beautiful. Um, so it matters where you are as well as what season you're in. It matters yeah, and, literally and where you're based and what's coming in through the windows of the factory. I totally. I, I believe all those kind of factors make a big difference. Um, some people get really uh, quite airy-fairy about it and play music and, and sort of swear by, you know, sort of only playing classical music to it. And do you know there are cheesemakers of, who do this kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. It's not actually a wildly new concept. Yeah. I quite like it. I mean, I don't, but I, I like the idea of it. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like the experiment with the two plants and you say bad words to one plant and you say good words to the other plant. And after about 15 weeks, apparently the words, the one that's had negative words will be wilting and dying. And the one that's had positive words will be. Wow. So they say, I've never done the experiment. Yeah. I should try it. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Usually the batches that I go in and, and sort of hug every day, they, they tend to be the tastiest. They ones. do really so, well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so have you well. hugged any of the ones you brought in here today? Uh, yeah, I always do now. <laughs> yeah, sort of, Excellent. In the early days, I experimented with it, but now I'm... Uh, what made you set up the business? What was the point where you... I mean, have you always done this? 
Uh, no. So uh, my background is as a musician and COVID came along and sort of stopped everything. So uh, I've always been very passionate about food and drink, um, especially on the sort of plant-based sphere for the last sort of seven, eight years or so. And I've kind of put that ambition aside whilst I pursued my, my music career. And then, uh, yeah, everything stopped. So I started sort of playing around with things. And uh, one thing led to another. Kombucha was one of the things I started brewing and I never intended to start a business from it whatsoever and had a few friends that kind of kept on encouraging me and had access to this amazing sustainable tea and the sustainability angle was something that's very important to me when if, uh, even the idea of creating a product so then kind of everything started falling into place my again I still had no idea my cousin just sort of bought me 15 swing top bottles and signed me up for a market and said come on let's do it and I was like okay that'll be fun and then I sold out in a couple of hours and was like goodness okay this is a thing yeah and then so yeah that kind of just became a thing and then I spent about nine months working it out with having sort of more demand than I could keep up from my tiny little annex um, which was pretty intense on my wife bless her brewing late night and uh, eventually took on a unit and and play music to it you have to play music to it yeah. this would go live on TikTok <laughs> like you wouldn't believe right, could we try some of your, your of different kombuchas yeah so I've got three flavours here today the first one that I always start people on is uh, what I call the sparkling oolong uh, which is one of my core flavours it's oolong tea uh, it's forest friendly it's grown in unison with the forest in Thailand Thailand isn't particularly known for its tea growing so they're quite new on the scene even though they've actually been producing tea for a very long time but yeah this is the native tea variety not the uh, domestic tea variety, which constitutes less than 1% of global tea. Oh, it's lovely. There's almost an apple nature to it. That's right. Yeah. So you get real apple notes, you get citrus notes, you get a slight grassiness. Got that lovely effervescence as well. Yeah. Lovely small bubbles. How, do, yeah. how does it become effervescent? Do you add that? Yes. Yeah, so I, I do carbonate it. Uh, I force carbonate it. Uh, in the early days, I wanted to naturally carbonate like the sort of the homebrew method. But uh, yes, uh, I realised that was not really very viable on a bigger scale for a multitude of good reasons. Um, and this is lovely and consistent and more stable. So. so do you have to have a big still or a big, uh, you know, what's it? what do you actually brew it in? So I uh, make the brew in a, in a big tank and then wait for it to cool, add the starter cultures, and then it gets decanted into glass jars and ferments the old school way, the traditional way. So in eight litre glass jars for sort of seven to 14 days. And then uh, once that fermentation is complete, when it tastes right, um, we then decant it into kegs to chill and carbonate. So um, everything I, I do is sort of focused on, I'm very flavor focused, full integrity, no compromise to the process. Yeah, great. Benefit of that is that it's um, nourishing and you know a live fermented drink with good microbes in there doing you some hopefully some good at the same time what did you make of that one claire that is beautiful it's really warming it's got that yeah. gingery that's the ginger and turmeric yeah that's yeah, definitely the ginger had. one so, i like it thank you really so good really that was good. the sparkling oolong infused with organic ginger turmeric and black peppercorn juice this is one of my seasonals which is wild damson um, and most of my seasonal flavors tend to be herbal which is really unconventional i mean they're brewed without tea so that's um i'm all about just purity pureness of ingredients and sustainable ingredients so all of my seasonal flavors are um, ingredients harvested and collected by me and usually my wife and maybe a couple of friends. Uh, so these damson were actually from a, um, uh, mostly from a family down the road. We, oh. we saw some plums that had fallen on the road and we started picking up the windfall plums and then we asked if they might sort of would mind if we... The road plums. Well, they're very yeah. delicious road plums. And then she had a damson tree in her garden. And oh, wow. 
big away and it was great so um and a few other hedgerows that got sort of added to it as well and, and they're all reusable potholes aren't they yes there's a whole kind of so return thing you have that's going it on. so it's all uh, functions on a closed loop bottle system so um when you purchase that you purchase the bottle and then i buy it back off of you everything works like that so same through all my stockists uh, and my markets and everything uh and it's literally a model that's set up to be um beneficial for everyone yeah so larger scale we're producing less glass we're um yeah just making less single-use products uh yeah well it's the future isn't it it's, it. um, it's got to be that way which was your favorite then yeah i really like the ginger and turmeric one i think there's a lot of ginger drinks out there that kind of overdo the ginger and it overpowers but there's a lovely balance to it good wasn't it mm. what did you think claire my favourite, again, was the ginger, I'd say, but I was just going to say, we should mention that the damson one's very pretty. It's a sort of rose yeah. pink. It is it very draws beautiful. You in. And of course, we know kombucha and the links and the wellness links between fermented foods and our gut health and our mental health are, are really important, don't we? Yeah. I think there's been more and more studies coming out, hasn't there, about how gut health is really central to your whole immune system and the way you feel and your mood. And it's just super interesting and definitely something I think we could all incorporate more of in terms of fermented foods and drinks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And kombucha, it's like the grown up wine, you know, the wine alternative that you can have when you don't want to have wine and you don't want to have a beer. And it's it's non-alcoholic and it's good for you, but it's quite grown up, isn't it? Cause it's got yeah. those lovely sour fermented notes. That's and exactly it's delicious. Yeah. Owen, what have you brought in here? Because you've got a number of different products in front of you on the table here. Can you talk me through what you've brought in, please? Yeah, so, so we have a pretty comprehensive range of CBD products. And the idea is to you know, support consumers through their kind of stress and anxiety journey you know, throughout the day from morning to night. So we have kind of you know, morning options if you wake up feeling slightly anxious before work or before what you have to do that day. We have things like, you know, little oils that you can kind of sit beside your bed and you can take that taste natural, that digest and that absorb quite quickly into the bloodstream. So maybe the fastest acting CBD solution that we have. Then we've got things for, you know, if you tend to you know, feel stressful when you're driving or commuting, things like the gummies are quite, you know, accessible, they're convenient. So they're like a they're travel friendly. that you just kind of... Yeah. The, I mean, yeah can you still drive while you're chewing on a... Yes, yeah, you can. CBD they've, gummy? They've actually done a bunch of studies from like the University of Sydney um, where they show that you know, there's no impairment to driving. Um, so we've actually launched within you know, different garages and forecourts at the moment as well. Because one of the things we actually find, and I think I mentioned before the podcast, is like at the right dosage. CBD can actually provide, you know, clarity and focus and calm um, in a way that isn't sedating. So it, it doesn't have a, an effect that makes you drowsy. It's totally non-drowsy, non-psychoactive in that way. Um, so it actually, it can, it can support driving and support things like road rage. Well, not necessarily for me, but I have friends. Okay, so it wouldn't, you wouldn't take it before bed to go to sleep or, or you could just to chill out before sleep, but it wouldn't put you to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Like the reason it helps you get to sleep, and this is one of those things that's kind of a, a myth, is it's non-drowsy and, and, and it's non sedative but what it does help you do is it helps you to manage anxiety and the reason we stay up at night the reason that we wake during the night is because we're anxious you know our, our subconscious and our conscious are both anxious that's why we wake up so reducing that you know kind of constant thoughts running through the, the brain and that physical anxiety um you can obviously sleep longer but also have more in uninterrupted sleep and anxiety massively on the rise isn't it <laughs> 
Yeah, massively on the rise. Like, you know, we did some studies showing that 72% of people over, over the last 12 months felt like totally unable to cope at some point in the last 12 months. So I think it affects everyone. And it's, you know, obviously the most common mental health disorder in the world mm-hmm. now. And, and it's my background as well. This is one of the reasons I got into this is because, you know, I'd been using CBD for generalized anxiety disorder and for insomnia, you know, for, for eight years now. And it massively helped me in my own journey towards, you know, better sleeping patterns, better wellness routines and, and just generally feeling better. Like, I don't know if I would be able to launch, you know, a business, which is quite stressful in itself, if I didn't have it in something that in like CBD that was one supporting me, but also so catch 22 in a good way of, <laughs> yeah, I need this to be able to continue this journey. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, when you, when you find something like that quite early on, you know, Zach talked about as well, that, that he, that he loved and that I love, you kind of feel like you need to bring that to people mm-hmm. as well. Right. So our goal is like, can we bring this thing, which, you know, when I started looking at it, you know, eight years ago in university, when I was diagnosed with a generalized anxiety disorder, this is something that you couldn't really get in any mainstream retailers and you couldn't get it in, you know, mainstream formats. And it certainly didn't taste very good either. So that one of our, you know, kind of main objectives is like, how do we bring this to the masses? How do we make it accessible? So our, you know, key focus is like accessible formats, you know, educating the consumer on what it is, what it's all about, and then making it accessible through, you know, mass distribution. So is that the cans that you've got here? In front yeah, of us? those are the cans there. Yeah. So, so are these lots of different flavors here? Yeah. So we have four different flavors, but I suppose the, the kind of theme of the flavors is really like it's sophisticated, but accessible. So you'll see, you know, one flavor is maybe slightly more obscure one flavor is more familiar so trying to have that balance between you know sophisticated and um and a little bit you know familiar as well um so the one you have there is our blood orange and grapefruit it's orange i'm always drawn to orange i can't help it it is yeah it's it's it's, and it's like quite a zingy citrus it's quite you know slightly more tart we've gone for you know it's a more mature adult drink you know we're not going after the kind of young children's market we're trying to give a bit you know a bit of punch it's it is light it's not too sweet as well so it can be used as something like an alcohol alternative as well but it can, it's sessionable you can have multiple threads a day and it goes against the kind of sugary glucosey nature of uh, of more you know the kind of mainstream within soft drinks you just said you wouldn't give it to children. I mean, I would assume you wouldn't give it to children, period. But but could children potentially have CBD? I mean, is it... So children, if they have specific uh, illnesses or disorders, they can be diagnosed. Uh, or so they can be prescribed CBD from a GP. But you wouldn't give it to but them. It, it's over we, 18, surely. Or is it not actually restricted? It's age-gated in certain areas, but in, in some channels it's not. So we as the brand take the responsibility really to say, you know, this is not suitable for... Uh, for, 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 for women who are breastfeeding or pregnant or for any children as well. So we, we encourage a lot of retailers to actually put an age gate on it. it. It's kind of regulated in the same way that energy drinks are. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And what did you think of the taste of that one, Claire? Mm, really refreshing, really light and zesty, as you said. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I think it's got a nice tartness to it. So we try and have it, you know, kind of key occasions I suppose we'd have is like that mid-afternoon you know occasion where you really need a a little bit of an, an upper a little bit of a you know focus when you're starting to unwind from the, the hard day at work but you need something that maybe isn't caffeine that's going to keep you up through the night but you want something that's going to start to keep that focus and clarity um, but keep you focused through to the end of the day. So the, this one we're now tasting is strawberry and guava. That one's our raspberry and guava. Oh sorry raspberry and guava. Yeah guava. so that one's slightly sweeter so I, there's, there's a kind of real range to you know our blood orange grapefruit is the citrus tart and you know raspberry and guava is you know a bit more floral sweet berry um and then our best seller here is the is the passion fruit and pomelo which is a slightly more tropical skew does the 
does this CBD itself have a flavour? Because there is a slight kind of finish on it. CBD has a very distinct flavour, yeah. And if you looked at CBD, you know, four or five years ago, it was really earthy and really bitter. Now, now we've gotten a lot better in terms of like what the ingredient that we actually get in terms of its quality, in terms of its taste. But it's, it's, it's very bitter and it's very dry. So it tends to be kind of the core ingredient that we really build all the flavours around. You know, what marries well with that bitterness? How do we manage that bitterness? That comes at the core of everything we do. And then one of the other things we do is like, well, do we want to bring a kind of hemp floral nature to it as well because you know if you actually smell you know cannabis and hemp within the fields there's a really interesting and complex flavor there and you can see it coming into you know a lot of kind of you know high cuisine you can um, smell it in town as well if you're in the wrong part of the town <laughs> <laughs> you can and but it, funny enough it smells totally different when it's burnt it, it's got a kind of a charred earthy smell but when you smell it fresh in 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 the actual wild it's a totally different more green floral smell which is really interesting so there's a certain hemp extract that we add to it to kind of okay that's really interesting and then the other two flavours here we've got is that passion fruit and pomelo passion fruit and pomelo yeah that's our best seller in, in Waitrose at the moment and is elderflower what is pomelo? pomelo is uh, like a Chinese massive orange basically it's, it's in the citrus family it's like a larger grapefruit and it's, it's, it's got a lovely kind of sweetness not as tangy or as tart as an orange it's maybe slightly more more sweet but it's really delicious and it's, it's also quite fun actually if you ever cut the top off of a pomelo and peeled it you basically end up with like enormous orange slices that you can even pull the little um, segments from and open them up and eat them like uh, like pomegranates. <clears throat> That's really interesting. The aroma that comes off the drink is really very fruity, isn't it? Mm, yeah, and we wanted to have quite like a significant top nose to it as well. So when you open it, like we always compared it. You know, when we were in the in the lab or looking at different flavors, we always compared it to opening a you know a. a a tin of tennis balls, like, you know, that, ex oh, that yeah. kind of consumer experience that you get is really exciting. And you want you wanted people to have the same experience with this. Yeah, it's, I think it's absolutely fascinating. H how do you make it? Do, I mean, do you have a kind of, you have a factory... I see more, is it? So we actually have a lab um, because obviously with something like CBD, which is previously a, you know, a narcotic, it's something quite sensitive, but also it hasn't been mixed into many liquids before, right? So this is, you know, quite innovative. So you know, we had to look at, okay, how does this, how does this manage within liquids? How does this blend with things like acid, sugar, density, et cetera? Et cetera? How does it manage with heat? How does it mix with aluminium cans, with bottles? So we had to do quite a lot of stability testing within our lab over kind of 12 to 18 months and then actually bring that to a manufacturer to to produce it at scale. So, I mean, it's produced pretty similarly to how most other kind of soft drinks are are done in terms of mixing, blending of high quality ingredients, you know, pasteurized to make sure it's you know, it's safe and then obviously, you know, canned and tested. Well, where can you get this now? So we launched last October in Waitrose. We're in Tesco. We're the sole supplier of CBD drinks to Tesco. Um, you can get it online on our website, on Amazon. Um, and then from, yeah, about 500 independent health stores across the UK. And how about you, Zach? Is, is yours, how, how can we get hold of yours? Is it through your website? Uh, yes, I've just launched subscriptions on my website um, and I do one-off orders as well, which again, all works with the bottle return system. Um, and then I have about 50 different stockists all around Kent, uh, which you can find them all on my website. So everything's there as well as my markets, which you can come and find me personally at as well. Oh, fantastic. 
And Owen, did you come from a foodie background before this? What what were you doing before? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say on air, but um, I've got quite of a, I suppose, an interesting background. I mean, I studied um, Canada's like policy as part of my undergraduate degree at university. Um, and after university, I was pretty much only really interested in CBD. I mentioned I was you know, using it for my own anxiety and, and insomnia. Um, so I eventually basically went straight to Canada, to California, to understand the core markets out there. So I worked with everyone from, you know, the growers, the manufacturers, the brands, the dispensaries across the kind of hemp and uh, medical I cannabis. Bet you met some colourful characters on that journey. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, they're all mad basically because they, <laughs> they all moved out there in like the sixties and seventies and they all basically kind of went as like a part of a counterculture movement and kind of stumbled upon cannabis as an industry and, and hemp as an industry. And then there's, you know, there's areas in, in vast areas of the, of land, which are as big as like, you know, the South of England that 90% of the economy comes from uh, medical cannabis and, and CBD and hemp. Um, so 90% of the workforce there just work in, in cannabis. And it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it's people you've never met before, but they're obsessive about this, they're obsessive about quality, about you know efficacy, about mm. taste, about smell. Um, so I mean, they're probably the best people to learn from, from a kind of understanding around that CBD and that, that kind of growth area. And then, you know, took that knowledge from California and from Canada and then I came back to the UK and originally actually worked in the regulatory space. Um, helped set up a, a consultancy kind of, you know, supporting with the regulation, but also helping, you know, the government understand the consumers and the need for CBD, but also doing a little bit of consultancy for, for private industry. Um, but always wanted to move into the brand space. And I think, you know, looking at the CBD's brands, brand space back in 2018, 2019, there was a real gap in the market for like a premium brand who were really focused on efficacy in particular. You know, me as a CBD user, my background in CBD, we could say, actually, 30 milligrams, that's the dosage that people need in, in a CBD drink. And that's what, you know, the actual clinical studies are suggesting and no one is doing it yet. So we felt there was an opportunity to come in as a kind of premium and effective brand. Mm. So you, if 30 milligrams is the perfect dose and that's what you've got on the side of your cans, if someone would have two or three, does that mean they've overdosed? How does that work? No, there's no way of overdosing. And, and the WHO will confirm that as well. Like there's no toxicity to it. You can't impair yourself where, you know, beyond, uh, beyond reason. Um, the FSA will put a recommendation on 70 milligrams, but I think that's, you know, an initial conservative estimate and lots of countries won't have a, have a limit on it. So yeah, nothing, nothing massively negative will, will, will happen. Um, but we obviously, you know, recommend people to stick within those recommendations. Yeah. And if you were to have it with alcohol, I'm, I'm genuinely just asking these because I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, 100%. So like we, we sell uh, CBD cocktails in places like uh, Potchak and The Alchemist in, oh, really? in London. Yeah. Um, and they go down really well. I think there's like people are moving towards like more premium types of cocktails. So maybe drinking less alcohol, but drinking better quality drinks. Yeah. I think that's where we really fall into. But yeah, there's no negative effects in terms of the interaction between alcohol and CBD and same with caffeine and CBD. So it's quite a flexible because it's, an, you know, it's a natural compound and the reality is it's been in food, it's been in shelter, it's been in clothing for millennia. You know, mm. this t-shirt is made out of hemp, you know, you wouldn't notice. But yeah, it's been around for, for ages and it's, yeah, it's totally safe. Yeah, and good for a mocktail, I imagine, if you're... If you're deciding you're not going to drink that evening. Yeah, killer. You're not going to have Zach's kombucha. You could always have a, you know, a mocktail, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. I think that's like, that's one of the kind of key things that we're going after. Maybe Zach is, is similar is, you know, that kind of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday 
after work drinking, you know, where we all yeah. need to have that moment of unwinding from the day. Where you finish the day, you're you done finish, with yeah. tea and coffee and you want something grown up for the evening. You want something grown up and you want to relax. And like, we're not anti-alcohol, we're all moderators of alcohol, you mm. know, in at good race. But the way we think about it is alcohol for us is like, it's a social celebration occasion. You know, there's that midweek occasion, which is maybe that unwind occasion, which I think is perfect for CBD drinks because it replaces what we call empty drinking, right? When yeah. you automatically reach for that bottle of white wine or that bottle of beer, but you're not necessarily having a celebratory and social occasion. You might not actually want to be impaired, but you want to be relaxed. Mm. That's where we think CBD is perfect for. That's where we all drink it kind of in that midweek occasion. I completely agree. I have, I drink non-alcoholic beer very often in the evenings because I want that grown up moment. And then I think, well, what's it actually doing? Is it just empty calories? I mean, they, they do taste nice and there's some really lovely brands out there, but I quite like the idea of this where it's actually bringing something positive for your body as well as, you know, if you're going to have the calories, if you're going to have that moment, why not have something positive happen as a result? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think we, we went to a lot of like non-alcoholic trade fairs and over the years you've seen them massively change from your very early on days. Everyone was going after taste. Can we replicate the yeah. gin and tonic taste? Can we replicate the beer taste? And a lot of them have done a brilliant, brilliant job at it. But now it's like, well, what else can we add, right? Because do we want to define a whole industry and a whole drinking occasion by what you take away rather than what you add to the yeah. experience? So that's where I think things like CBD, things like kombucha, and you can see you know, the retailers in the UK backing that as well of like, can we actually put in an, you know, a value added drink section, which is, yeah, yeah. vitamin drinks, kombucha, but you know, so CBD in particular, where it's focused on stress and unwinding and relaxation. I mean, who doesn't need that? Oh, we all need that. Unbelievably, we are out of time. I could talk to you guys all day. This is so interesting. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you've been listening to The Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations uh, across the UK and further afield, as well as being available through Audible, Spotify, Podbeans, iTunes, all of that stuff. Thank you very much to my fellow presenter, Claire Pope, and to our guests, Zach and Owen. Uh, we'll make sure we upload lots of links onto the website and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free, just get in touch with us on Hello at Food Talk, where you can find hundreds of past podcasts because we've been doing this for years and years and years. But until next time, have a good week. Goodbye. Goodbye.